Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective Podcast, the podcast designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. What joy it is to have this opportunity to empower your thinking and change your life from God's perspective. Today, we're teaching on the subject, the sin of passivity. Now, I know for many of you, you have never heard passivity called and or categorized as a sin. However, it is passivity is a sin. And we're going to tackle this subject matter. And guess what? You are going to be empowered in your thinking and your life will be changed. The sin of passivity. But before we dive into this teaching, I want to encourage you to go to my website, ctjohnson.org, and request to receive your free monthly Empowering Thought e-letter. Now, if you have not signed up to receive your Empowering Thought e-letter, you are doing yourself a disservice and an injustice. So right now, while we are preparing to dive into this powerful subject of the sin of passivity, I want you to go to the website, ctjohnson.org, and receive, sign up, rather, to receive your Empowering Thought e-letter. The e-letters will provoke you to expand your thinking beyond life's limitations. So do it right now. Also, while you're there on the website, Sign up to receive the Charisma Plus app and subscribe to the magazine. And you can do it all from my website, ctjohnson.org. Click the CPN affiliate tab. Doing this enables a biblical perspective podcast to continue empowering lives all around the world. Now, I want you to what? Prepare to think critically as we address this subject of the sin of passivity. I want you to write down two empowering points as we go through this teaching, as we unpack and unfold the revelation that is contained. I want you to, again, to write down two empowering points and email me at admin. A-D-M-I-N at ctjohnson.org. I want you to email those two empowering points or you can join our A Biblical Perspective podcast Facebook group and you can place your empowering points in the comments or you can message me through that 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 platform there on Facebook, A Biblical Perspective Facebook group. All right. So now let's dive into 
our teaching on today, the sin of passivity. I want you to pay close attention. I want you to be as studious as possible. I want you to take good notes because God is going to literally unstuck. He's going to unstuck those of you whom will hear this word and apply it. I always say that the word of God only benefits you when it's applied. The word of God does not benefit, cannot benefit us if we don't apply it, if we don't appropriate it. Okay. Faith without works is dead. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when the word of God is taught, when it is preached, when it is, when it is proclaimed, faith comes. However, that faith remains in seed form and or dormant if we do not mix the word with action. If we don't combine, that's a better word. If we don't combine action, corresponding action with the word we have heard and or with the faith that was manifested, that was delivered through the preaching of the word. Are you following me? Faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word. However, faith without works, faith without corresponding action is dead. You have to do something. You have to employ, you have to activate that word, that faith, the word, the faith, rather the faith that the word brought, that the word delivered, that the word planted in order for that faith to grow and to develop and to mature and to produce the will of God, the purpose of God to produce what you desire it to. You have to respond to that word. You have to release the appropriate action in order for that word to manifest come to pass, bring into fruition the will of God, the desire of God, the the desire of even your heart that should be in alignment and in tune with the heart of God. So I said all that to say this, if you dare to appropriate, to apply, to employ this word, that you are preparing to hear today on the subject of the sin of passive on the sin of passivity, you are going to literally by the power and the spirit of God be catapulted into the next dimension of purpose into the next dimension of your assignment. And many of you listening under the sound of my voice, you are immobile. You are stuck. You are stagnant. That's the word I was endeavoring to pull. You're you're stagnant. You're complacent. And you're going to find out why many of you, the reason why you're stagnant, you're complacent, you're stuck, your 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 life, your business your dreams, your hopes, all of that has seemingly been on pause is because you have convinced yourself that passivity is 
the best position for you. And what you fail to realize is that entering into a passive posture is sinful. Did you hear that? Entering into a passive posture is sinful. What does it mean to be passive? All right. I want to give you the etymological breakdown of the word passive, and then we're going to define passive from Webster's Dictionary as well. Passive etymologically, listen to this, it means not active or acting, not active or acting, unresisting. That's also the etymological breakdown of passive, unresisting. Many of you, you are unresisting. You are not confronting what is hindering you, haunting you, plaguing you, threatening you. You're just allowing your mindset is que sera, sera. What will be, will be. No, 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 no. <laughs> what will be is what you make be. What will happen in most cases is what we make happen. You have to do the work. You have to do the homework. You have to do the research. You have to do what's required in order for your dreams, your hopes, your desire, your goals to materialize. It's not going to happen by osmosis. Well, I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it. Okay, that's wonderful. That's the beginning. Bathe it in prayer. You, you, you establish it in prayer. But remember what I just said just a few moments ago. Faith without works is dead. Many of you, it's time to exit the prayer closet and enter the battlefield. It's time for you. I'll say that again. That was good. Where's my bell? I hadn't hit the bell. Glory to God. Let's turn that up. Hallelujah. I hadn't hit the bell in a while. So many, you need to exit the prayer closet. You've established it in prayer. You've bathed it in prayer. You've received the blueprint. You've received the instruction. You've received God's mind on it. And now it's time to act. Now it, now it's time to build according to the blueprint you have received in prayer. But many, again, you are unresisting. You're not active. You're not acting. You have received the plan, the strategy. You've received the green light from God. God has given you favor. He's given connections. He has allowed, or rather, he has uh, maneuvered in your favor. He's connected you to the right people. You have the resources. You have the knowledge. And if you yourself don't possess it, he has allowed your path to cross with that individual, with those individuals, with that company that has the knowledge, that has the foresight, that has the ability beyond what you possess in order to make it happen, to materialize what he has shown you, what you have vision. But out of fear, out of fear, out of or because of fear, I should say, and because of the possibilities of 
of, 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 of the unknown or rather because of fear and because of what could happen and or what may not happen, you have entered into the position of passivity where you're not active and you're unresisting. Also, let's go back to the etymological breakdown of the word passive. That's what we're dealing with right now. It means not opposing, enduring, listen to this, enduring suffering without resistance, enduring suffering without resistance. You're just letting the devil bust you all upside the head, kick you all in the teeth, slap you all against the proverbial refrigerator, and you are enduring the suffering. And then many of you have the audacity to use the word of God out of context, talking about I'm enduring hardship as a good soldier. He, in saying that, he never, God, never intended for you to just sit back and let the devil, demon circumstances bust you all upside the head. God, there's nowhere in scripture where we are instructed to be passive Did you understand? I paused on purpose because I wanted that to sink in. There's nowhere in scripture where we are instructed to be passive. We are kings and priests, kings and priests. Kings are sovereigns. Kings are sovereigns. They are rulers. They dominate. Are you understanding? They take territory and they do it not by being passive. They do it not by enduring the attacks and the sufferings of other sovereigns, other kings, other nations. If they fail to do nothing, they will be subdued. They will be conquered. And so it shouldn't come as a shock to you that you're overcome, you're defeated in your body and your health and your finances and or in whatever area when you have endured suffering without resistance. Now, those were the etymological breakdowns of the word passive. The definition of passive lacking in energy or will. Are you finding yourself in this teaching? Tending not to take active or dominant part. Well, the Lord's going to do it. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> he paid it all in, 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 in meaning he paid the price for our redemption. He paid the cost for us to be reconciled to God, to be adopted in the family of God. He paid the cost. He paid the price. He appeased the wrath of God. However, Jesus having paid it all does not denote he will do it all. He's not going to do it all as it pertains to the assignment and the purpose that has been placed upon you. You have responsibility in regards to fulfilling the purpose, the will, the plan, and the intent of God regarding your life. He's not going to do it all. He will help us. He will assist us. He will do what we're not able or what we lack 
the ability, the power to do. However, what we can do, God will never do for you. Did you catch that? What you have the ability to do, what you possess the intellect to accomplish, he will not do for you. Why would he do it for you when you have the ability to do it for yourself? Now, he will enable, he will give the strength needed to get it done. He will provide the intellect. However, you have to work the intellect. You have to do your homework. Is this making sense? Are you following me? All right. Now, let's just for 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 just for the sake of doing so let's list a few synonyms to the word passive to help you better understand the 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 weightiness of what we're addressing in this subject the sin of passivity. Now we're going to get to the sin portion of it, but I want to make sure that you have right, proper understanding of what passive is, because unfortunately the church has been taught that taking a passive position is the mark of a Christian. That is the standard of Christianity being passive. Uh, but that's a lie from the pits of hell. That's a strategic, I would say, a strategic plan of Satan to convince the church that the epitome of Christianity is passivity and or being passive. When, catch this, when my Bible says that instructed by our creator, we ought to be wise as serpent, harmless as doves. That wise as serpent part is very important. We ought to be, we ought to be strategic in how we interact and combat the enemy. We're supposed to utilize the wisdom of a serpent. Snakes are cunning. They are strategic. They move toward their prey in many ways and forms. Um, inconspicuously. So Jesus says to us to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. However, the harmless as doves does not mean that we ought to lay down and allow the enemy to conquer us, to subdue us, to capture us. No, 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 no. Because what did Paul say? We're going to even look at it here, as we walk through this teaching, he says that we ought to what fight. I feel the Holy Spirit moving down on the inside here. He says that we ought to fight the I'm getting ahead of myself. Calm down, Johnson. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Now, I'm just going to lay that there. I'm just going to drop that there, because if I keep going with what Paul said 
in first Timothy six and 12, I'll get ahead of myself and I'll get to where I don't need be right now. So let's pull it back. Let's dial it back. Now let's, I'm just going to just list them and you do your homework. You do your homework. You do your homework. I'm just going to list a few words that are synonymous with passive lethargy, because remember, let me back up real quick. I defined for you passive lacking in energy or wheel tending not to take active or dominant part. Now the Holy spirit is moving here. So I just, This is his podcast. I'm really the co-host. All right. Uh, The Holy Spirit, the Godhead is the host. I'm really the co-host. And so I want to further establish for you this truth and help you to understand that uh, 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 we as the elect of God, we as priests and kings, catch this, We as, as Dr. Price says, we as junior gods, okay, or or sub-sovereigns, that's the word she actually uses. We as sub-sovereigns, there is no, we are sub-sovereigns. Sovereigns, if you recall what I said about five, six, seven minutes ago, or however long, sovereigns are dominators subduers, conquerors, and you don't conquer, you don't subdue, you don't dominate by being passive, by failing to act, by failing to take a dominant part, a dominant role, a dominant position. You do not, as a sovereign, as a king, you don't conquer territory, you don't subdue nations by being lethargic. All right. Another synonym or other synonyms for passive laziness, inertia, inaction. And I want y'all to write these words down. Sloth, slowness, apathy, dull, weariness. Okay. Sleepy. <laughs> Boredom. Comatose. Hmm. Are you listening to this? And many of you have utilized these words as it pertains to your life. And so what the Holy Ghost is doing by way of this teaching is awakening you to the reality that you have been deceived to think passivity again is the mark of of a true bona fide Christian when in actuality passivity is the mark of sin. Hmm? This is good teaching here. Let's look at James four and 17. James four and 17 says this, therefore to him that knoweth to do, I want you to underline, highlight, do if you have your Bible, if you're following along with me, or when you go back and listen to this episode over and over and over again. And I suggest that you listen to this episode at least three times so that God can really unpack the 
uh, really, or rather so that God can plant with death the revelation and the information that is contained in this teaching. You need to listen to it at least three times in order for it to take root into your soul, your heart, and your mind. Okay? James 4 and 17 Therefore, to him that knoweth to do, again, underline, highlight, do, to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Did you hear that? Did you hear what James said? James says, for him to know to do what is good, according to God's definition, according to what God determines and or defines as good for you to know what to do and or to know to do what is right and you fail to do it you have sinned and let me help us okay because we categorize sin and there are categories of sin however we label fornication, adultery, drinking, uh, uh, pedophilia, all of those things as sin, and they are. But my point is, uh, uh, we dub those as the the impardonable sins, uh, according to our own, according to our definition. Uh, But the Bible only gives one unpardonable sin, and that is blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. But my point is this, that we don't see passivity as sin. We don't see, or let me, let me back up. We don't see uh, sin as not uh, we don't see sin as it really is. Help me, Holy Ghost, teach this here. We don't see sin as it really is. See, we, the church, when that's what I mean by we, uh, and even those who are in the church, those who aren't born again, those who aren't saved, we don't see sin as it really is. We have our own definition and understanding of what sin is. And in most cases, it doesn't align with God's. It's not biblical. It's not scriptural. But sin is to, in essence, it is to miss the mark. Sin, in essence, is for you and I not to fulfill, to concur with to align with the standard that God has set and or established, hence the word mark. That's what it means. The standard that God has set, the objective that God has set, the goal that God has set. So anytime you and or I go opposite to the standard, we disagree We fail to align with, we fail to flow in accordance to the mark, the standard, 
that God has set that he has established for our lives as well as for those whom are born of him, born of above, we have sinned. Whether you ever picked up a cigarette or not, whether or not you had premarital sex or not, whether you uh, ever stole, if you failed to follow suit in accordance to what God had established for your life, you have sinned because that's what sin is. It is to miss the mark in essence. Now I want to give you the etymological breakdown of sin as well. This is powerful. It is, listen, sin etymologically offense against God. Misdeed offense against God. So when we miss the mark, missing the mark is offending God. When we have missed the mark, what it, uh, when, when we have missed the mark, regardless of what that mark is, when you miss the mark, you have sinned and in sinning, we offend God. So when God took, let me just make it real simple and, and, and real plain. When God told you to give $300 to that ministry, or he told you to uh, pay the tuition of a student, when he told you to pay for the groceries of the person standing in front of you, that was a mark of obedience, a mark of instruction, a mark of God's purpose for your life in that moment. And when you fail to comply, fail to submit, fail to obey, you sinned because you missed the mark, whatever your reason. See, we try to rationalize why we disobey God, why we sin. But in that, in missing the mark, because missing the mark, the essence of sin is to miss the mark. And also etymologically, Sin is to offend God. So when we disobey, when we fail to do what we know we're supposed to do, James 4 and 7, again, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is offense or offensive to God. This is good teaching here. We're talking about the sin of passivity, the sin of passivity. Now, we're going to end right here. This is just part one, so I don't want you to start boohooing. <laughs> we're going to uh, pick up next episode with part two, but I'm going to end today with James 4 and 17. Uh, rather, First Timothy, I'm sorry, First Timothy 6 and 12. We just dealt with and broke down James 4 and 17. So I'm just going to whet your appetite and then we'll pick back up and close out on 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 the next uh, episode on, on, our, on our next podcast. OK, First Timothy 6 and 12. And I alluded to this text, to the scripture earlier. When I said that there's nowhere in the scripture, in scripture, 
where God instructs us as sovereigns, as sub-sovereigns, as priests and kings to be passive, to be lethargic. As a matter of fact, we see in Proverbs, he he talks to us about not being sluggish, not being slothful, not uh, developing the, the mindset and the mentality of the sloth. He in Proverbs talks to us about taking taking heed after the work ethic of the ant and and come on here and 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 utilizing their their uh um their u- utilizing their example of preparation for the for the uh, fall and for, 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 for the, 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 the summer and for, for the seasons. That's the word <laughs> I'm trying to pull to, to take their example as it pertains to how they prepare for the seasons. See? Uh, and he, he, he talks to us about, uh, again, right here in first Timothy six and 12, fighting the good fight of faith. So let's look at this as we close. Part one of this teaching, fight the good fight of faith. I want you to highlight and underline. Uh, well, you know what? I forgot to break down the words, the word do. So actually on next on our next episode, we'll pick up with first Timothy six and 12. So I'm actually going to close out with James four and 17. Uh, cause I, I just looked at my notes and realized that, uh, I didn't break down the word do. And remember, I told you to highlight it when I was reading James four and 17. So we're actually going to close part one of this teaching, the sin of passivity with James four and 17. Once again, therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. So we already broke down and, and, and established for you what sin is, what sin means to God. I'm not talking about how you define sin, how your mama defines sins, how the cultural, how the culture rather defines sin. No, 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 no. We are concerned about God's perspective, God's point of view of life, right? Not the culture, not the world, not even our own. And so we defined sin for you from God's perspective. Now to do etymologically is to perform, to execute, to achieve, carry out, bring to pass by procedure of any kind. So again, James says, therefore to him that knoweth to do to him that knoweth what to perform, how to perform it to him that knows what to execute to him that knows what it is. God desires him to achieve what God desires you to carry out, what God desires you to bring to pass, what God desires for you to, uh, to establish For him to know the procedure that God has laid out, that God has 
outline and you fail to do it, you fail to perform, you fail to execute, you fail to achieve, you fail to bring it to pass. Well, I don't have the money. I don't have the intellect. I don't have the education. I don't have the help. I don't have the means. I don't have the resources. I don't have the strength. I'm too old. I'm black. I'm a female. Listen, come on here. Thank you, Jesus. To him that knoweth to do. What is your due that you are not doing? What is your due that you are not doing? What is it that you are to perform that you're not performing? What is it that you are to execute that you're not executing? What is it that you are to achieve that you're not achieving? What is it that you are to carry out that you're not carrying out? What is it that you are that you are to bring to pass that you're not bringing to pass? By the procedure that God has given, that God has mapped out, that God has laid out. And then after you define what your due is, then answer this question. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you executing? Why aren't you performing? Why have you taken the posture of passivity? Why are you committing the sin of passivity? Why are you committing the sin of not being active? Why are you committing the sin of unresisting? Why are you committing the sin of not opposing that enemy, that devil, that disease, that illness that is opposing you? Why are you committing the sin of enduring suffering without resistance? Oh, come on here. Huh? The sin of passivity. It's real, people. It's real. Oh, it's real. And I guarantee you this sin is the sin that's most committed by many. The sin of doing nothing. How many of you sit on your jobs and you let people disrespect your God and disrespect his son? Use his name in vain in your presence, in your office, in your car, going to lunch. They're using profane language. You're laughing at jokes that are lascivious, that are sexual, and you sit by passively and you say nothing. The sin of passivity. My good, good, good goodness. Well, were you empowered? Were you challenged to think critically? Are you seeing and understanding this subject from God's perspective? Hmm? I want you to email me and let me know that your mind, your perspective rather, is has changed as it pertains to sin, as it pertains to this specific type of sin that is hardly ever discussed, hardly ever taught. Many of you listening to a biblical perspective, you never heard of the sin of passivity. But this teaching empowered your thinking, is changing your life. You've been challenged to think critically. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your feedback. So I want you to email me at admin, A-D-M-I-N, admin at ctjohnson.org. And you can provide your feedback and your comments via email or 
Join our Facebook group, a Biblical Perspective Podcast Facebook group, and you can message your feedback or you can place it in the comments whereby all of the members of our group can discuss and have healthy dialogue as it pertains to your feedback and your thoughts regarding today's message or today's subject. All right, let's engage and discuss your thoughts. Also, remember to send me your two empowering points. Don't forget to email me your two empowering points so we can further discuss those and know that yours truly, Prophet Johnson, responds personally to your emails and I will personally comment in our Facebook group, A Biblical Perspective Podcast. Okay, so again, I want you to make sure that you email me your two empowering points and Visit the show notes in the podcast description, and that will provide you with the email address and all other pertinent information that you need to contact me. Thank you so much for listening. Know that I greatly appreciate every listener. Would you consider partnering with C.T. Johnson Ministries International and a Biblical Perspective podcast? Enable us to continue empowering lives. Go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered. Thank you so much for joining me today on A Biblical Perspective Podcast. Did today's episode empower you? If so, rate and subscribe to the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. To learn more about me and C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text the letters CTJM to 855-686-1201. Also, connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at ctjmintl and Facebook at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective. Be empowered.